welcome to Reputation Matters. Uh, today, we have the pleasure of speaking with one of my favorite serial entrepreneurs, Sean Boyce, uh, founder of Next Step, Podcast Chef, and a few others. Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Chelsea. I appreciate you having me on the show, uh, and it's great to be here. Yeah. Well, so let's, you know, we've got some great topics for today. Uh, let's hop right into it. As someone who has worked with many businesses in a variety of industries, you really have the opportunity to see a lot. I'd love to get what you think a common theme or themes of a great reputation and what it's built on. Great question. Uh, yep. Like as you said, I've pretty much been a serial entrepreneur for as long as I could remember. So I've seen plenty of examples of it done well and plenty of examples of it not done so well. So to me, reputation is everything when it comes to a business. Everything from the businesses that I like to work with and up to and including all the brands that I like to build as well too, reputation is absolutely critical. So ensuring that you have the right type of values, that you're doing business the right type of way, all the way to and through what you do and how you do it matter very much and are incredibly important to your customer. So making sure that you have a proper reputation for you know, your specific value proposition, the type of customer that you work with means a whole lot. Uh, it should mean a lot to you, and it definitely means a lot to them. I couldn't agree with that more. With Next Step Consulting, uh, you work with your clients a lot from sometimes the ground up, sometimes more established businesses. When you're working with them from kind of the infancy period, what are some things that you do to really help build their reputation at the beginning? Yeah, great question. So one of the things that, especially like the earlier stage entrepreneurs that we try to help them with is ensuring that they have the right type of goals and mindset for what they want to do with their business and how they intend to do it. So typically we get people coming to us on the earlier stage that have significant aspirations for what they want their business to become. We really help them focus to make that as specific as possible because that oven in itself is really important in order to make sure that they have the right type of clarity and being able to effectively communicate what it is that they're doing and who they're doing it for. So that's a great place to start. Then in terms of making sure that they feel comfortable with what they're doing, if they have expertise in or around the area, maybe it's a specific type of industry or a specific type of work in which they're doing and what they're hoping to build, we encourage them to lean into that and then to make sure they're sharing that information with whoever they're intending to work with. It's always helpful for us to know that, you know, whoever we're going to, like a doctor, for example, has experience doing those types of things that we may need help with. So uh, that is uh, entrepreneurs are not immune to that as well, too. So wherever they can leverage their reputation, the experience they have, and they can share that effectively with their audience. I think that really helps to build trust and goodwill. I love that. I couldn't agree more with what you said, um, that really the goals kind of determine what that reputation is, that, you know, being specific with your goal, understanding where you want to be as a business, and then what's going to be required to get you there. It's, it's such an important step that a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners do skip over. Um, so I, I love that you help your clients through with that. Now, I know the other week you and I were connecting and you shared um, kind of a more personal story about an issue that one of your clients ran into. Can you can you tell us more about that? Yeah, sure. So um, so in, in, with regard to Next Step, some of the work that we do involves helping businesses improve their reputations as well, too. Really, it's through making sure that their operational efficiency is uh, optimal and that also, you know, the work that they're doing, the value that they're offering is something that the market has a lot of demand for. So as part of some of the work that we've been doing, 
one of the uh, engagements we have is to work with a smaller service-based business. And as part of what I think you're referring to is they've gotten some, you know, they've been in a bit of a transitionary period, especially throughout this fo- this uh, massive, uh, you know, challenge that the whole world is working through at the moment, that being COVID through the pandemic. So they've had certainly their ups and downs and challenges presented by that. But after we did uh, some discovery work to figure out what could be done to really help their business sustain uh, and really weather the storm, that is the economic impact and fallout from COVID, we had to make some changes to the business. And because of those changes, some of the existing clients um, were really trying to understand what the future of the business was going to look like. So um, they were in a situation where they needed to raise their prices, um, needed to change the way some of their previous like memberships and services operated. So we were we, we did a, a heavy amount of management throughout that phase to ensure that we're having effective communication with our existing clients and that we're, we're putting the right foot forward for any new clients that we like to add to the business or welcome to their great services that we're offering. And then as part of that, we've gotten some you know feedback from previous clients, so particularly around the process of raising prices where you know that that can be a sensitive topic for uh, any client if you will for really any business there's never really a good time to raise your prices necessarily and someone's always going to be upset about that and that's okay uh, you know the 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 way the joke goes some of the advisors that I know and the material that I've consumed is that people are afraid if if they double their prices they'll lose half of their customers the punchline there, obviously, is they would still make the same amount of money if they did that. And in fact, they would actually be doing considerably less work. So they would gain a lot of capability in terms of capacity, but their revenue actually wouldn't be as impacted as they think it would be. Right? The thought of losing a client is terrifying. And I certainly understand and sympathize. But in certain instances, um, it it is the right strategy to uh, to use in order to make the right type of progress for your business. In this case, that's one of the things that we had to do. So we've gotten some you know, feedback about that from previous clients, and uh, we handle it as best as we can. We're, uh, I think one of the things I'd recommend for anybody going through something similar, especially businesses that have been impacted throughout the pandemic, is to be rather forthcoming with the details and just be honest with your customer as much as you feel comfortable. And that's really what we've done, is we were facing a difficult situation where we either needed to make some of these changes or, you know, the, the threat to the business was going to be so significant it might jeopardize its ability to continue to be able to sustain itself. So we want to be able to offer the services. If they've consumed the services before and they've had a good experience, then the thought process would be that uh, they would like to see it remain and still have access to it. So if that's the case, these are just some of the unfortunate things that we're kind of required to have to do given the circumstances. But we manage it as best we can. We make the client feel as comfortable as possible. And we're pretty uh pretty we're pretty honest with them in terms of why those things need to be done so there isn't uh probably any confusion at that point just perhaps uh expectations that need to be reset so uh any using those strategies we found uh, does a pretty good job of, of minimizing the impact from major changes like that mm-hmm. and something you said i mean the communication piece communication is is very important especially as a business when you're trying to mitigate any potential damage that can come from change. Customers hate change. Um, so if you're open and, as you said, communicating with them about it, yes, um, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but at, at some point it'll work out. I have to think, though, um, 
some of those business owners, as you said, I mean, that's terrifying to think of losing customers, to think of losing clients. When you're met with that kind of resistance, how are you how are you coaching them on the importance um, of this for their long term results as a business in regards to you know how it will affect their reputation if they go down this road and they do leave a, you lose a client or if something negative potentially is written with them about them online? How are you kind of coaching and preparing them for that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think one of the things that's particularly terrifying and can be real shocking for the type of customers that you know we work with, and I know the type of people that that you help as well, Chelsea, is seeing really a negative review for the first time or really at any time. It's never anything anyone wants to see, right? Uh, because it's it's scary, right? Someone didn't have a good experience with us, and you know we none of us are are setting out to create that type of an environment, so. We immediately want to know why, you know, what went wrong? Was it us? Was it, you know, did we do something wrong? Did we have the improper level of expectation management with uh, said individual who had some form of a poor experience with their business? So the questions just start bouncing around significantly. I think what is important to note in those moments is, you know, feedback as a general rule is a good thing and to not necessarily think about it in terms of it needs to only be good or it needs to only be positive all the time. If that's the case, it actually makes it really difficult to make things better. Um, there's there's always we can there's always things that we can do to make our businesses better, make our experiences better, make you know the value that our customers are getting, our clients and customers are getting from interacting with our business better. So, as such, we should always be welcoming of feedback, um, regardless of whether or not it is glowing review. Right, constructive criticism is a good thing. Um, keyword there would be constructive. Um, I know a lot of us have had experiences where there's been kind of the the internet warriors that have really gotten you know uh, really intense with their feedback uh, in hopefully not a destructive way, but hopefully people are being as professional as they can be. I know not everyone is, but I think it's important not to focus on those because hopefully those are the exception and not you know and not the normal kind of feedback that you're getting. Um, so look for you know, the real substance in the type of feedback that you're getting and see what you can do to learn more about that situation, find out what went wrong and see if there's anything you could do to make it better either immediately or moving forward, right? Because it's all about starting from where you're at and getting better from there. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. And negative reviews, as, as you mentioned, they're so often, I mean, I, I know I get this question all the time and I'm sure you hear it a lot from your clients, but they're they're terrified of it. As you said, it's scary. Um, it's an emotional process, especially for these business owners. One of the, the more frequent questions I get is, okay, we, I've received this negative feedback. How do I handle it? Do I respond and engage? Do I let it go? Um, what, what do you kind of coach your clients through in those situations? Yeah, I think it really depends on the type of feedback that you've gotten. I think it's important to engage as best as you can, but ensuring that you still have a a constructive conversation, right? If someone's just venting for the most part and they're not really interested in engaging or having a conversation with you, that can be difficult. So you can try your best as much as possible to see what you can do to kind of mitigate it as much as you can. I think it's important to focus on the fact that the overall trend, right? So not looking at any necessarily one specific review and spending a significant amount of time there. It's really important to like look for the trends overall. You know, as a general rule, how are we doing? Not, you know, in every is every situation perfect because it's not always going to be for every client and customer. But if you do have something like that and there is a mechanism for you to respond and engage, 
I think it's important for the impression that others see as well too, and that the impression that you want to give off if you are responsive to not just the positive feedback, but also the constructive criticism in some way that you can and look for opportunities to create a dialogue. If they're open to having a conversation with you about what went wrong or what didn't, that'll give you more insight into, you know, is there an opportunity for us to have improved here? Uh, Did the client have just unrealistic expectations? Did we do a good job of setting what those expectations were? So like, where's the disconnect there? Because not every, you know, negative review or constructive form of criticism can necessarily lead to change. But uh, coming from the background of building lots of different types of businesses, I'm always looking for opportunities to improve. So I think I'm pretty progressive when it comes to welcoming a feedback, but it's also really changing your mindset in terms of being open to that. Uh, Because like we said earlier in the show, there's not you know, we're not necessarily doing everything perfectly if we did, then we wouldn't have a whole lot to worry about. There's always opportunities for us to improve. So I would welcome them and I would engage as much as you can, as long as you can get, as long as you can keep the conversation productive and make sure that the feedback is hopefully constructive. Yeah. I mean, as you mentioned, like take away kind of the, the higher level points, um, funnel it into your mind, take notes if there's themes and, and let that review as hard as it is kind of roll off your shoulders. Um, you also you also touched on another point about the value of kind of perception when it comes to responding to those reviews and what where that influences people. We we live in a world now where online and digital uh, is I mean the virality factor is huge. Perception is reality. A lot of people say you know what what's out there. Um, I read a great quote the other day and it was what you think of your biz- your brand is no longer what you think of your business. It's what Google says it is. Um, and it is, it's, it's terrifying, but it's true. It's perceptions reality. Um, I know you, you personally have one of my favorite stories about a brand not really handling themselves correctly and understanding the, the damage that going viral can do. Um, I'd love, I'd love for you to share that with us. Absolutely. Will do. Tell the story whenever I get the opportunity to, and this is the perfect format for it. Um, I love what you shared too, about thinking of it in terms of it is whatever Google says it is. I think that really reinforces the point that people are searching for reviews a lot. I know myself personally, whenever I'm going to do business with someone or buy a product or whatever, reviews have a big component to the decision-making process for me. So now whether or not that's the way that process should be is a different conversation. Um, regardless, that is the process. So you really need to have a lot of respect for you know managing your reputation effectively. But the story that you're referring to is everyone's favorite industry to pick on, which is the airlines. Uh, To be fair, they do a lot to give them uh, opportunities to be picked on. But in this particular instance, it was United. And what ultimately happened was a passenger was flying with, there were a musician, I think they were a guitar player in this case, and they were flying with their musical instrument, but it was part of the checked baggage. So it was down below, or at least it was supposed to be. And from the seat on the plane, they could see how the baggage handlers were actually handling the luggage uh, for all the passengers. And while doing that, the terrified passenger was literally sitting there from the window watching as the luggage handlers were basically destroying this like cherished piece of uh, this cherished musical instrument for this artist. And he was trying mightily to see if he could uh, engage somehow to see if he could make sure that they stopped doing that basically. But before he was able to do anything, I mean, they were kind of indifferent to his feedback and him trying to get involved. But before anything could be done anyway, they had done like irreparable damage to this like cherished piece, this cherished musical instrument of his. 
uh, which, you know, is an awful type of experience to have to go through. But what uh, said individual tried to do after that was contact the business once he learned like the extent of the damage and basically destroyed his guitar. <laughs> um, and all he was really looking for was for the business to reimburse him for the cost of buying a new guitar. And I, I can't remember if they knew this ahead of time, but it certainly came out later that they had like the video of what they had done to the guitar because this poor individual is like sitting on the plane watching it happen. So got plenty of evidence to see that, you know, you guys are clearly at fault here, but either way, you should probably work with me somehow to make it right. And United famously responded by being basically indifferent and going out of their way not to offer any kind of compensation or address the situation in any form of like a, re a respectable manner. So the way that the story plays out from here, which is absolutely hilarious, is because this individual is, you know, a musician, a guitar player, created a song called United Breaks Guitars and then shared that everywhere across social media, which you can still find on places like YouTube. And it's just, he literally wrote a song about United basically destroying people's stuff, uh, in particular guitars, obviously, since that was his experience. And then that clip in that video went viral. People picked it up and everyone was watching it, jumping on the bandwagon. And it got so, it got so much press. It actually like dramatically impacted United's stock price. So I believe they had lost like millions of dollars in share value from this you know, single incident getting this type of press when really all they were looking for was a couple of dollars to just replace a single guitar. So that's an, a perfect example of how something that is, you know, something that could have been handled so much better clearly wasn't. So there's was a real opportunity to learn there. And because they didn't, and they took, you know, the really the, what I would argue to be the very much the wrong approach in terms of how you would handle such a situation like this. They ultimately lost, you know, millions of dollars and had a, you know, now this story is hanging out there forever. And it's a, it's causes irreparable damage to your reputation. It's really hard to make up for that. Uh, had you been able to kind of mitigate that, that wouldn't have become what it is today. Mm -hmm. It's so before I, get into it a little more. If you have not seen the YouTube video or heard this song, highly recommend checking it out. We'll put the link, but we'll include the link with everything. But um, yeah, it's, it's a good couple minutes of your life worth watching. Um, one of the things you mentioned, I mean, just looking for the solution, go in when something happens. I mean, we're all humans. Businesses make mistakes. We all make mistakes, sometimes, um, you know, larger than others, such as in this case. But customers also understand that. And, you know, the importance of going into things, trying to resolve, look for a solution, not getting defensive. Um, and, and even going back to your point, a couple questions go, when you get that negative feedback, if something happens, that's an opportunity. Um, it shouldn't be fear. Don't get defensive. It's an opportunity to really re-engage with that customer, do right by them. Um, because I don't, I'm sure you've seen this with, with your next step clients, but if you receive that, that negative feedback and you're able to re-engage with that client, I mean, the, that person truly becomes a champion for your brand um, and, and what that can do to them overall. I mean, have you have you seen or experienced, you know, having the opportunity to, to win someone back like that? I've had multiple opportunities to do that. I'm really glad that you mentioned that because it is it, it could be a great way to either, you know, unfortunately lose someone forever or, you know, ultimately make like a lifelong customer or client out of them. How you respond to those type of instances is really 
an opportunity. People should think of it as an opportunity, right? It's not always going to work out to the perfect conclusion, but I've had several instances where myself in the work that we've done for our customers and colleagues of mine, other people in my network have been, you know, faced with these situations where someone's upset for one reason or another, and it came through some channel, which may or may not be easy to detect context, like especially the text-based channels, really hard to detect context and tone. It's really difficult. So instead, you know, people that get upset and want to like fight back or immediately get into something confrontational or whatever, that's pretty much never the right answer, right? That's not going to ever pretty much make a situation better. Instead, if you're open to a conversation and to learn more and really think about some of the feedback you're getting, again, assuming that it's relatively constructive in nature, that can make an excellent opportunity to learn, to get better. And you could turn that potential customer or client in terms of how you respond to something like that into a lifelong customer. We've had an instance recently where, you know, as part of raising the prices for this uh, service-based business that we're working on at Next Step, we had a customer come to us to say, you know, they were they were sharing some frustration, right? You know, you guys raised your prices. I, you know, that to me, I'm not okay with that as such. We're, you know, I'm probably not going to be booking new services in the future. That was really the gist of the message. And as part of it, they were looking for a refund to what they had paid into the program before, uh, which, you know, we felt was totally fair, especially because we, we had a, uh, we had a membership program previously and we discontinued it uh, for, for various reasons because of what, what was needed to be done with the business. But when we took a closer look, we looked at what, you know, this individual had paid into that program and what type of an argument you could be made for what's fair in terms of a, a refund. And they had asked for a certain amount of money back. Um, they did some math in their head to determine, you know, what they thought was fair. When we did the calculation on our end, based on you know, what we were ultimately using as our standard measurement for figuring these things out, our number came out to be higher than their number. So in that situation, you know, there's a couple of things, there's a couple of ways you can respond to that. You could say, well, this customer is going to be happy with the number that they propose because they asked for a specific number. Now, in this case, our number, you know, was whatever, 50% higher than that. Um, and, you know, what we ultimately decided to do was to refund them what we thought was the fair number, which is higher than the number that they were expecting. Um, you know, we're not, because we wanted to, that was our program. That was how, what we decided what we thought was fair. So we refunded the, you know, the amount that we thought was fair, which was 50% higher than what they were asking for. And we got, you know, we sent in, sent a response back to them, letting them know, here's what happened. Here's what we found here, you know, based on what you found, we actually think you're owed this. So this is what we go ahead. We went ahead and refunded you. And, you know, as part of going through this process of raising prices, especially throughout the pandemic, we had a lot of feedback that was having to deal with people that were unhappy. After we had basically had this exchange with who had, you know, our previous client who was upset about a lot of these changes, they responded back with a much longer message. And it was profusely complimentary to us and the approach that we took and the fact that, you know, we could have given him just what he wanted, which was less than ultimately what we did. And because of it, they they concluded their message with, you know, I'm definitely going to be booking services with you in the future. Um, I really like the way you guys do business. So that's not something we were looking for, but that's something we benefited from because we, you know, put a little bit extra attention into the situation and responded to it in a way in which we thought was fair, right? But we didn't necessarily take advantage of the situation either. Um, we, we stayed true to 
what we feel is our policy and we want to uphold that with everyone. Uh, we don't want to necessarily like deal with it in a situation by situation basis like that. If there's an opportunity where we can go above and beyond for our customers and clients, we do it and we highly recommend everyone else do it as well too because it will come back to you most of the time. And even if it's not, it's just the right way to do business. I absolutely love that. I mean, you you diffused a situation where someone was upset about a new process that you've put into place, new pricing in this situation, and where they were ultimately ending that relationship and in their mind, probably closing the door. And by doing one small little thing, putting the, putting the customer in that relationship um, and really your, your kind of morals and values above all else, you've turned that kind of like bad taste in that customer's mouth about the raised prices to this, oh my Lord, you guys, you, you know, this brand is amazing. And whether or not he comes back to you himself as a, as a customer in the future, um, I, I would be more than willing to guess he's definitely going to be speaking about you, referring you when those opportunities come because you've left this amazing positive impression. It's, it's so great to hear. Um, well, Sean, I, I think that kind of wraps us up for today. I really, truly thank you for joining us. But before we go, I'd love if you would take a moment and just really kind of also talk about Podcast Shaft. I know we talked a lot about Next Step Consulting, um, but uh, I would like, I would be remiss if I didn't say as a busy business owner, um, Podcast Shaft has been truly revolutionary for me um, from the services you provide uh, and, and how you've been able to help and, and really kind of lead the efforts with uh, reputation matters itself, but in your own words, tell us more, give us a little blurb, how people can contact you and, and all of the above. Absolutely will do. And thank you for the kind words, Chelsea. That means a lot to us. Uh, we, we aim to do as much as we possibly can to help as many people as possible. So I'm glad that you found value in it. And I'm happy to give everyone more of a, information about kind of background and where it came from. So Podcast Chef offers up to and including full service podcast management for anybody who's uh, interested in having a podcast of their own, in particular for business purposes. Where it came from from uh, myself is I created a podcast to you know just be a great way to meet awesome people and at the same time create great organic content. Uh, it also ended up becoming really a great business development tool for the service-based business that we have, which is Next Step. So having said that, um, I've been sharing it with as many people as they possibly can in terms of the utility that you can get out of investing into podcasting. If you're in particular, if you're a B two B service provider. Um, some form of like technology focus is really our target, but we can help anyone. So if if that sounds like it might be you, we would strongly recommend you entertain podcasting as a great way to just build relationships and then relationships lead to opportunities to conduct new business from time to time. And at the same time, you can do all that while still creating a ton of great organic content. So that's Podcast Chef. We can help you with anything from setting up a show to managing an existing show. Now, any of the stuff that you don't want to do making it easier for you to stick with it and be consistent podcast chef can help. Awesome. And again, yeah, if you have questions about a user, feel free to reach out to me or reach out to, to Sean directly. Um, and he, he'll give you the, the full spiel. Um, well, that, that wraps us up today. Thanks again for joining us, Sean. And I look forward to uh, the next episode. Very good. Thank you so much for having me, Chelsea. Thank you for listening. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. Before we go, I want to thank the sponsor of our show, Rhino Reviews. Rhino Reviews can help your business with all your review generation and reputation management needs. If your business could stand to benefit from a strong online presence, and let's be honest, who can't? Visit us on the web, rhino-reviews.com to learn more about what we can do to help. Until next time, don't forget, nine out of 10 buyers Google a business and decide to buy because their reputation matters. Thank you.